Hi, welcome to State of Our Workforce, Where Are We Now? Where we go beyond the Department of Labor job numbers and explore issues at the forefront of workforce development. I'm Amanda Cage, CEO of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions, and thank you everybody joining us today. Today we will be in a conversation with Matt Bruce, the Executive Director of the Chicago Workforce Funder Alliance, a member of the National Funds Network. I'd be remiss if I didn't start this conversation by acknowledging the brutal, racially motivated shooting that killed 10 and injured three in Buffalo this weekend. A gunman intentionally targeted black people at a grocery store in a black community. And this seems related to our topic for today. May is Mental Health Month, and we see this as an opportunity to start a conversation about how we support workers in processing both collective trauma of the last few years and the specific trauma marginalized groups are experiencing. Matt, you and I are both from Chicago, and we know that there have been companies um, who have been really forward thinking in thinking about mental health. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Corporate Coalition and the Chicago Resiliency Network? Yes, uh, thank you, Amanda, and thank you for inviting me. Um, Chicago has been grappling with trauma-informed workforce development and trauma-informed workplaces for some time, including work you started with the Chicago Cook Workforce Partnerships and workforce development space. We've been talking about it for a while. Uh, in Chicago, we have this very under well-understood pattern of on our south and our west sides, uh, there's being tremendous equity gaps uh, between those neighborhoods and neighborhoods in the rest of the city. Uh, we see this in the 30-year life expectancy gap between uh, neighborhoods like that. So uh, actually predating the pandemic, uh, the corporate community formed what is called the Chicago Corporate Coalition. Uh, as a response uh, to this equity challenge, uh, the, the premise of the corporate coalition is that, you know, the, the mayor and the public uh, administration is doing what it needs to do uh, to address those equity gaps. Uh, the Lightfoot administration calls it Invest Southwest. Uh, philanthropy is doing its part, but the corporate coalition's premise is that the corporate community needs to step up and play its role as well and play a leadership role uh, in, in addressing those gaps. And so that's how the corporate coalition came together. Can you talk a little bit about the Chicago Resiliency Network? Yes, exactly. So the the corporate coalition is about the collective action of the, of the corporate community. Some of that is more economic development focused in terms of how they're investing, how they're procuring, uh, where where they're putting their business. Um, but some of it is also about workforce and workforce development and employment because that's a major way that these corporations obviously spend their dollars is who they employ. Uh, and how they employ those those individuals. So the what the corporate coalition didn't want to do is just set a hiring goal. Like we will hire X number of residents from these neighborhoods um, because they've done things like that before, and it doesn't really change uh, the underlying um, challenges. And so they recognize that you know if we are going to employ more residents from these communities, we need to change as employers. And this brings into the recognition of, of, of trauma and being trauma-informed workplaces. And that's what the Chicago Resiliency Network is about. It's a cohort-based uh, intervention where cohorts of companies, 10 or so at a time, uh, go through the experience and learn how to be a trauma-informed workplace and how, to, how that makes them a better employer. One of the things that they learn is all of the uh, brain science related to what trauma, what trauma is and how it, it how they need to change as, as companies. 
Uh, about a year ago, the National Fund released um, our guide, a trauma-informed approach to workforce. And one of the things that that guide did was just talk about all the different ways that people experience trauma. Um, as we just discussed, there's you know sort of race-related trauma, but people also have adverse childhood experiences. Um, they've been victims of natural disasters, um, especially with veterans and refugees. We, we see the sort of scars of war uh, continue in their lives and including their workplaces. And then of course, just the chronic stress of poverty. Um, with so many different kinds of ways that people experience trauma, how can employers really respond to the needs of people? Yeah, th this is the journey that companies go down in things like the Chicago Re Resiliency Network. So, you know, opening their eyes to uh, all the trauma and the different kinds of trauma, the different ways people present in the workplace is, is the starting point. Uh, but then, you know, once a company has opened its eyes to those realities, they realize that it's not just the um, target communities that they're talking about, that this is pervasive across all of our labor market, all of our uh, communities uh, in some form or, or another. And so what they realize is that it's it's not like a, a, a flip, a, a switch that, that you flip and just become a trauma-informed uh, workplace. Mm -hmm. It's an iterative process. It actually starts with just listening to your employees, understanding them, seeing them as, as the whole people they are coming coming to work. Uh, and, and through that, starting that journey of listening to employees and, and seeing what their challenges are, then you can start that piloting process. A lot of this follows the same principles of human-centered design, uh, where you need to try new things uh, to, to respond to what you're hearing um, from those individuals that, that you're trying to, 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 to work better with. So that could lead to training your supervisors differently, uh, so they are more supportive. It might lead to looking at your benefits package, so it is more supportive of employees. It, it might look at looking at your company culture and things you're doing that you don't even realize you're doing as a company. And you have to keep trying new things and keep iterating uh, to evolve as an employer. So Matt, we usually start this conversation actually talking about the labor um, numbers. And uh, suffice it to say, we still have a very tight labor market. Why does trauma-informed workplaces matter when it when we're in the middle of a, what people refer to as a labor shortage or a tight labor market? Yeah, and also, you know, looking at the demographics, this tight labor market is probably not going away. And so um, what these employers are realizing that they need to do two things. They need to look to new sources of talent that they have, that they've overlooked uh, before, but they also need to do a better job of retaining talent. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this uh, becoming a trauma-informed workplace, becoming a more supportive workplace where people can bring their whole selves to work is not only the right thing to do in terms of what these corporate coalitions are trying to do as, as corporate citizens, it's also the smart thing to do uh, from a competitive advantage uh, point of view, like how to survive in this tight labor market is you know going down this difficult journey, but meaningful journey as employers um, you know, can really lead to having a competitive advantage in terms of how they are able to source their talent from the labor market. Well, thank you, Matt, for joining me today. And to those of you in the audience, please sure to join us again next month. Uh, you can visit State of Our Workforce on nationalfund.org for upcoming broadcast dates. Thank you very much.